The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Back to You with me, Howard Sudbury, Alyssa Ali, and Steve Baskerville. And Steve's already laughing. What? 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 What's the because deal? Because you, you, you love what's this. What's the deal? You love this facilitating part. Do you, yeah, he calls me the facilitator, Alyssa. Yeah, I mean, you do like being in that role. Why? Because I'm sitting on this side of the table. Yeah. Yes, or because exactly. I start the show. Do you think that that was my idea? It's both. I mean, you like who's who cares whose idea it was. You like doing it. I kind of like it, uh, Alyssa. You know what's going to happen? It, it hadn't happened yet, but you know, I can feel it coming. Back in the when Gilligan's Island was on, uh, the, the cast the cast went home one day and they turned the TV on, and the theme song went. Gilligan and the rest. <laughs> We're going to turn this on. It's going to be Welcome to Back to You, uh, featuring Howard Sudbury and the rest. <laughs> Can't you I, feel it? I like that. Yes. I kind of like that. Do you remember the show? Not Back to You, Alyssa. I mean, Gilligan's uh, Island. I was going to say, I'm like, yeah, I'm here. I, I actually loved Gilligan's Island. Well, I don't love being and the rest. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) Well, it's evolving. It's going in that direction. Uh, I got a feeling, Steve. Yeah. I got a feeling. Alyssa, I've got a feeling. That tonight's going to be the night. That this, (laughs) this is going to be the best podcast that we have ever done. Well, That we have ever done? Yeah. It's the only one we've ever done. No, it's the second one. He's got a lot oh, of, I he, thought you meant the show in general. This show, this particular show is going to be the best one because, and it's only the second one. He's got a lot of nerve. He really does. Because, Why? Because right now we got to make a phone call to Bill Curtis and tell him that. No disrespect to Bill. Really? I just think this one's going to be really good. Well, we you gotta, make that call. You, uh, speaking of Bill, Bill Curtis was on our first show, our premiere episode last week. And why don't we take a listen to Bill and hear part of that? I am so excited about this. Bill Curtis, are you there? Steve, we're here, and I'm so honored. (laughs) Howard and Alyssa, first guest on the first show. How about that? Do you miss being on TV on a daily basis? I don't. And uh, my guess is that you don't either. I don't. (laughs) 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 You and Walter Jacobson, two different guys, right? I mean, in terms of personalities, uh, was that somewhat of a risk to have a newscast with you and Walter together? Well, you know, Walter and I didn't want to do it. I came back from California in 73, and I got back there, and here's Walter. And nobody had told Walter, well, you know, uh, you're going to be paired with Bill. Mm-hmm. And was general manager and news director and said, well, uh, would you mind kind of co-anchoring? And we both looked at each other and said, with him? <laughs> uh, That's kind of how I looked at Howard just now. <laughs> I'm doing but, this with him. Right, right. But you, you're so right. I mean, we were so different, but it turned out to be perfect. And, you know, this will sound funny because we're two straight guys, but we fell in love. Uh, no, I get uh, it. No, I do. You know, the charis, charisma, they say, oh, you got to have charisma. Steve is retired now, obviously, right, Bill? And Howard's at Arlington. He doesn't do that much work. But, um, <laughs> like, why do you keep working? What drives you? I think, you know, I'll, retirement is a dirty word. Uh, <laughs> you just like to do it. And, and uh, we're in broadcasting. And it's in our blood. We're broadcasters. And we'll go right down to the end. Well, Bill, I can speak for Alyssa and for Steve and for our listeners. We're truly honored that you joined us today on our first show. Back to you. Just to ensure you'll never have any listeners, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, guys. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bill. Bill Curtis, the one and only. That was so much fun having Bill last week as an opener, Steve. He's right. I mean, I, that's the reason why I'm sitting here now. You, you want to keep performing. You know, I use the word retirement, but you're not through if you really have it in your blood and have somebody dragging you down here like you. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that, that's he the drags side. us, too. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, this podcast, Alyssa, have you listened to last week's yet? Um, yes, I did. And I really liked it. And I do have to say to um, 
my sister was really mad at me that I said that she wasn't going to listen and or support it, and she did. So <laughs> I wanted to throw that out there because I was in a little bit of trouble. I didn't think anyone was going to listen. Well, I thought someone was, but I didn't think that you or your sister would. Steve, have you listened? What did you think? I know you haven't. <laughs> There's not a <laughs> chance. No, I, I, now, let me explain why? why. Why? Because that's how I am. That's how I roll. When I, all these years in TV, all these years in radio, you had to make me listen to myself. or look. At, I always find the faults. And it's, it really it's painful. I'll listen eventually, but I won't listen right away. Well, I I listened to it twice, and I I found your faults. Oh <laughs> yeah, I, there weren't I a listened, lot. There weren't a lot. No, there were no faults, Steve. I think you make the show. I'm not even gonna lie. You were wow. fantastic. No, now you all, please, please, please no, don't he's stop. Hilarious. No, You're really funny. I, you know, I have to step back from it and then you know get into it. But I I will listen to it. Now, look, I have a question. Why don't you tell her now that I left? Well, yeah, that's why I was filling. <laughs> After she said that. Filling time because Howard's gone. I have a question for you, and it relates to what's going to happen today with our guest today. All right? Okay. It has, has to do with cook. I'm going to ask the question. Alyssa, I want you to give the answer. You ready? Okay. All right. Ready. Here it is. Supposing Howard had come in here today and said, I have in this bag six cupcakes that I made last night. Help, help yourself. <laughs> Alyssa, do you think, A, I would take one, B, I would actually taste one of them? What do you think? I think that because you guys are such close friends, you would taste one of them, but you wouldn't eat the whole thing. You would just be, like, polite. And you'd probably also ask if Lisa helped make them. You are so wrong. There is no way I would taste it. You would throw it away. I may not. Maybe when you weren't looking, I would. You would do it in front of your face. Alyssa, listen to this. <laughs> 30 years I've known this guy. Not once in 30 years has he ever talked about anything he ever cooked. So why would I think he suddenly learned how to do that last night? Good point. Now, I would, Very I, good point. I would taste something. Now, I have no idea how much you cook, Alyssa. But I would certainly taste whatever you th said you prepared. <laughs> Do you cook a lot? I probably cook less than Howard, Steve. I hate to break it to you. But, but, but I would certainly taste test whatever it is that you would prepare much sooner than I would have. <laughs> Why? Because, what, what's your idea? What, what have you cooked last? Scrambled eggs. I can make really good eggs. I can actually make eggs, too. Yeah, but I can boil eggs. We used to have this thing when I when I was young. We used to do this thing where we'd boil eggs and cut them in half and put mayonnaise on top and call it a homemade deviled egg. <laughs> that was the extent, oh. of, the extent of my cooking. Uh, you know what happened? Yeah. We have talked so long, our guest left. <laughs> We're talking I, about food for a reason because we have a special guest, and he is Chef Tony Priolo, and he has three restaurants in Chicago. And, Tony, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. I, I love this banter here about the cooked eggs. You're doing great. But My five-year-old can cook eggs. Yes. Just <laughs> saying. But, Tony, I mention this whole thing because you are 180 degrees or away from what we are in terms of your world and your expertise and i love the fact that you're here today well i feel the same way for you guys i'm in a chair talking to a microphone looking at two good looking guys here uh, who are in love with each other as well uh, and i'm not cooking <laughs> usually i'm cooking for uh people that that are and loving each other <laughs> we're, yeah we're also in love with ourselves are we Alyssa? <laughs> Howard's in love with himself. Oh, nice. I love the compliments <laughs> from you, too. It's going to be back to you with Steve and Alyssa next week. I can tell you that right now. Uh, Tony, Steve and the rest. Tony, Steve. <laughs> Tony has three restaurants. Your original was Piccolo Sonio. Piccolo Sonio, yes. And that means? A little dream in and, Italian. And your second restaurant? Uh, is a Nonina, which Nonina. in Italian is like when, it means Grammy, like when a little kid's asking her grandma or her gra yeah, like for a cookie or something sweet. Uh, she's begging for it. Oh, can I have a cookie, please, grandma? Uh -huh. So like that's Nonina in Italian. And I will have you pronounce the third one. It's a hamburger restaurant, gourmet hamburger, correct? Yep. Called Maillard Tavern. Uh, it's in honor of uh, cooking 
on the Browning process, uh, which is the Maillard reaction named after the scientist who discovered the Maillard reaction or Browning. Because I didn't want to grill a burger, I wanted to do it on a griddle to make it all even, nice and brown. Because when you brown something, you get more flavor. See, this sounds a lot more complicated than me and my eggs. Yes, uh, but in scrambling, there is a Maillard reaction in the scramble, too. There is? Not in the boiling, though. Yeah. Oh. Um, or cutting in half. But uh, sorry about that. Yeah, there's uh, my reaction is the sugars that, that brown. He looked, he looked at me when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Tony, how, how did you take the leap to, I mean, the failure rate in restaurants is probably greater than it is in podcasts. Um, uh, there, I know a lot of them don't last. Most of them don't last a year. Very few yes. last five. So right. you decided to open Piccolo Sonio. Yes. Um, how did you take that leap and were you scared? I was super scared. I uh, bet on myself and my partner. I just got tired of working for companies that didn't really care about their people much. Um, and I, it was more of a driven, like a chef. Um, I always wanted to have it, so why not invest in myself? And I called my friend, uh, Chiro, who's my partner at all three restaurants. He was in L- uh, L.A. said, we have to open a restaurant. And 10 years later, here we are, surprisingly um, we're still doing really well, thank God. And when I put the business plan together for the first one, I only put it together for a year. And I've never even put the, a business plan together at that point because I mean, I'm just a chef at a restaurant. And, you know, I do the food costs, labor costs, purchasing, and so forth. And then all of a sudden, I have all this other responsibility. You know, Alyssa's home right now preparing that bur- burger you talked <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, good. <laughs> I um, wish I was. Yeah, just brown it, Alyssa. Just brown okay. it. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Tony, I I think obviously you've probably had many interesting people visiting your restaurants, but tell us about the time you had President Obama yeah, that was, as a guest and what that was like. That, that is was so pretty cool. Fun. Yeah, so I get a call from the mayor's office saying, hey, um, can we use the private party tonight? And we had a bachelorette party that booked it at 830. I'm like, well, what time do they want to come? They're like, oh, 5, 530. I'm like, let me check. I'm going to call you back. And they're like, you sure? I'm like, yeah. So I call him back. Yeah, we can do it. He's like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> He's like, I've been waiting by the phone. So uh, anyway, then they come in. And I'm like, I don't recognize security because they can't tell you the president's eating there. And I'm like, oh, well, where's this guy? Oh, he's on vacation. I'm like, no, he's not. I just saw him. I just talked to him. <laughs> like, <laughs> security. And then uh, all of a sudden walks in um, the president. And he's like, hey, Tony, what's going on? And I used to cook for him when he was a senator. So I was like, he's like, congratulations on your new restaurant, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like. Did I just pee myself? <laughs> My business partner, his, uh, he's from Italian, and he said something of the lines of WTF in Italian, and his leg was shaking. Uh, we had no idea that they were coming, and then uh, it, it was pretty fun. Valerie Jarrett came, who uh, also, uh, with her family, they all dined together for his birthday. Now, did the president ask for anything in particular, or did you just have a sense of what his dish would be? Um, I just let them order, yeah. Um, he ordered the spla- uh, the spaghetti neri, which is a uh, spaghetti made with squid ink with seafood, mm. uh, and he likes it spicy, and he ate the whole thing, yeah. So, Did so, the Secret Service have to test anything before so he ate yes, it? Yes, I cooked all the dishes for the president. They didn't really care much. I mean, they cared about everybody around them, but mm-hmm. so there was a lot of cool stuff going on. So, like, uh, everything that the president had, there was somebody watching and right next to me cooking because I cooked it for him. Just to make sure there's no poison or anything, or anything that. Wow. And uh, they did not taste it. Um, but as soon as the president is done eating, he has to. Uh, what I was told is he can't go to the restroom, and he has to go to the restroom in a special box, and they test it right away before they leave in the car that to make is sure he's not poisoned. Bizarre. I never heard that. Oh Crazy, my you know? gosh. That's what I was told. And uh, everybody in the Secret Service uh, worked in the Navy. I do know that because we. Uh, you know, I'm a chef, and I like to feed people, so I would make sure that they all ate all the Secret Service. And there were the ones that were in the restaurant. There was probably hundreds of them on buildings all around the restaurant. Um, it was actually one of the coolest experiences in my life cooking. I'm sure it was. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that, is that when we leave this show, we have to go to the restroom in a special box because Tony Lasano wants to see that we were on it, <laughs> if we were on any, anything. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 test. Yes. and I always have somebody test Howard's cupcakes before I taste them. There you go. That's why I brought that up. I, uh, Tony, you're giving me an opportunity to remember some of the 
warmest feelings of my childhood. And I'll tell you why. Because when I, when I was very young, my Aunt Carrie would come and live with us for the summer. She was a school teacher by profession, but she would come spend the summer at our house. And from Saturday morning until late Saturday afternoon, she was in the kitchen because that's what she loved to do. And that's, I remember sitting in the kitchen at the table and she would prepare the food. If we were having corn off the cob, it wasn't in a can or a package. She's taking the, you know, taking the corn off of the cob. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. She's, if we're having peas, she's snapping the peas. I mean, it's a long process. Yeah. She's peeling sweet potatoes like it's KP duty. But it wasn't for, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was all sort of with love. And that's what, that's what it's all about. I think um, you guys knew what you wanted to do. You knew, that we were talking earlier, and you knew this is what you wanted to be. Uh, and even you're kind of retired and you're still doing it because you yeah. love it. And that's what I'll do. Uh, when I was seven years old, my family did a family tree. Uh, I'm just, just a personal experience. Mm -hmm. And so my thing that I wanted to be is like when I grew up and I read this probably 10 years ago, uh, professional chef or professional baseball player. So one of them didn't work out. And that's what, I mean, I knew what I always wanted to do. Now, where did that come from? To my know grandmother. Your my grandmother. grandmother. I grew up in Chicago, and there's a three, you know, we lived in one of those uh, one-and-a-half-story brown Chicago uh, houses on the northwest side, and she lived in the basement, and she would babysit us. Come home from school, I'd run home from school, and I'd start cooking with my grandma. You know, I'd, we'd go take, this was the northwest side, we'd take the bus everywhere, we'd go down to Little Italy to get ingredients and stuff. So she was like, that's one of the biggest influences of my life in cooking, which is the second restaurant we opened up was Nonina. It's a tribute to her and my business partner's grandmother as well. Alyssa, uh, I have a question for you. Why did you never get the bug to cook? And I want Tony to try to tell you, uh, you know, what gratification you might get out of it if you learned. Why did you, why, why did you have no interest in it? Well, I think it's two things. I think the first thing is um, when I'm hungry, I want to eat like immediately so I don't have time to like sit around and wait for something to cook. And then the other part a little bit, I think, is just uh, growing up as a female, I kind of just wanted to do other things. I had, you know, obviously I'm going to eat. My parents fed me. My husband feeds me now. I'm lucky enough uh, with that. But I think it was kind of something that was like I can do other things besides cook. But at this point in my life, I have a son, another one on the way. I think it might be you know, time to start learning how to make other things besides SpaghettiOs and scrambled eggs. Oh, you def definitely don't feed your kids SpaghettiOs. <laughs> so, oh, my or your husband, husband won't let me. You're so right. <laughs> I actually like them a little bit. I'm going to be honest. But, uh, Tony, what would, you, what would you say to her if she wanted to start? How do you, how do you get involved? I mean, you know, with, with complicated recipes, it I'd, sounds... I wouldn't even go complicated. I'd say, Alyssa, think about what your favorite thing was as a child growing up. Uh, eating and there's food is always a memory of family uh, and I think maybe that you can associate that and bring it out to your kids I maybe love that. it was like a holiday dinner and you guys had cornbread or something so uh, or you made stuffing for your turkey or something along those lines at a holiday and bring it out and it doesn't have to be complicated you're not going to make food float you're just going to make something with your kids and they're like, Mom, that was the best chocolate chip pancakes I've ever had. And they're going to remember that for just like Steve was saying. He remembered when his aunt would come over his house and snap peas and peel uh, sweet potatoes. And he still remembers that now. Oh, yeah. Because you, you, you'd have conversations with her and we'd talk about life. See, that's what it's all about. And we'd bond in, in ways that had more to do than just cooking. So I and, get that. Well, that's what food is when you're, when you're eating and you're dining out with your friends. It's, it's a little bit about the food and the ambient, but it's about the people that you're with as well. So you got to slow down. It sounds like you're too busy, <laughs> first off. <laughs> Start cooking for your husband because I'm sure he'd be really happy with that. Um, and He's you know, a good cook. He's a fireman. Oh, even better. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No, he would. I totally agree. I love that advice. I think it's uh, the bonding with the kids and the husband would be awesome. You know, Alyssa, you know what, what Howard reminded me of just now mm -hmm. when he mentioned what your husband does as a fireman? Yeah. Whenever we'd be in the street, in the neighborhood, anywhere around the city or a suburb, right. and we wouldn't know where to eat. We would always go to the firehouse. Yes. There you go, because, yeah. No, really, because there's somebody there that knows how to cook. Absolutely, yep. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. They're really good. It was crazy. I had a fire at the restaurant when we first opened, and um, 
uh, there was a fireman asking me recipes, and it turned out that he was the cook in the house. And I'm like nervous. My restaurant is burning, and I'm like freaking out. I'm trying to like help run like the can of water up the uh, stairs because I guess there's a uh, like a, a calling out order. The youngest guy or the newest guy has to do this or carry this heavy brass thing of water up the up the, the ladder or whatever and I'm like trying to help he's like no no how do you make lobster risotto I'm like dude my <laughs> restaurant is burning <laughs> and it turned out we became really good friends and then uh, he retired his name was Leo it was uh, by the restaurant and then there was another guy that had to come in so I actually pulled him under my wing and helped him uh, taught him how to cook because they have to, the firemen have budgets that they have to cook for and it's per shift so they have like I think 15 or 20 dollars for the day they all throw it in so, um, yeah, if he can cook in the firehouse, he can definitely cook for your family. Uh, <laughs> speaking of money, I want to go back to Obama for a second. Okay. Did you feel awkward at all giving him the bill? Um, you know, that's not my part of the uh, – I'm always in the kitchen, but I do know that somebody else paid uh, – or Valerie paid, I think it was, but they have to pay for all their meals. They can't take for anything for free. So they, they're very insistent. Maybe the Secret Service paid with his – I don't recall, but – um, politicians can't take anything for free. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just saying that from my, what I know. <laughs> and he was a, he was a good guy. So, yeah. and I cooked for him back, uh, and just a heartwarming guy, happy, smiley. That big smile was on him, even when, before he was president. Uh, uh, here's something I, I want to know. Since you're sitting right here, what do you think the biggest misconception about chefs would be, and what do you think hmm. is generally true about all chefs? Um, we definitely drink a lot of coffee. Uh, <laughs> that would be true, coffee, espresso. Or, um, you know, the misconception, everybody thinks chef, and you think Chef Boyardee, like this big guy with sloppy sauce all over him. That's not <laughs> true, yeah. Um, I was going to mention that. You are. You look fit. You look, oh, if I, if thank I, you. You look pretty good, too. Well, yeah. Well, can I think we, Howard's going to get jealous. Can we, yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, no, look, no. The, the old uh, stereotype of a chef gone, was a yeah. heavy set guy. Yep. Uh, he'd be as big as this building because that's, you know, rotund guy and he eats everything. Pretty much, yeah. What do you eat? Uh, I try and eat everything I cook. I try to eat healthy because now I, I mean, I have kids. I'm 48. I have a nine-month-old, eight, uh, sorry, an eight-month-old girl named Tessa and a five-year-old uh, girl named Violet. And I want to be around to take them down the aisle. So if I keep eating, um, like, saturated fatty foods, I'm going to be in trouble. Although I do eat them. I just don't tell anybody about it. But uh, <laughs> I try and, and just eat healthy. Alyssa, to show that I'm not the king, uh, before you ask Tony the next question, uh, why don't you read one of our promos of the, okay. about the Radio Misfits Network that we're on? They're making all this possible, so let's plug another show. So you do that, and then you can have the mic with Tony. What, all how, right. how, how giving was that, Steve? What a great king, sire. That was, <laughs> you're such a producer, Howard. Thank you. Uh, if you like Back to You with myself, Phyllis Ali, Howard, and Steve, then be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, like Free Kicks, Rick Kemper and Adam Howarth, the director of coaching for the Illinois Youth Soccer Organization, discuss all the latest international, national, and local soccer news. Only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Perfect. How was it, guys? Very good. No fault in that. Perfect. No. Thank good. you. But, Tony, I have a question. What's the difference between a cook and a chef? Like, are you insulted if somebody calls you a cook? No, not at all. I mean, the difference, uh, the chef is the guy that's in charge. The cook is the one that doesn't have the responsibility. And... Um, He's definitely busting his butt just as just as hard as the chef. That just the chef is the one is responsible for everything. He's also like the conductor of a orchestra or the bus driver or he's the guy that's uh, uh, the face as well. So like at dinner tonight at the restaurant, are mm -hmm. you back in the kitchen the Absolutely, whole time yeah. or are you walking around saying hi to guests? A little or? bit of both. Yeah. So uh, during between pickups, uh, I'm out saying hi because uh, you know. Uh, like to meet the people who are coming in to dine and they request it or they want to say hi and I want to say hi to them. Uh, but And then I try and get back. Uh, so food takes time to get prepared and 
we have somebody that at every station, it's like a wheel that has all these spokes, and if one of the spokes is missing, it won't run as smoothly. So I need to be there. So I'm also expediting. So all the food will come through me. We'll check it, and then we'll send it out with me. And I have a chef de cuisine and a sous chef. Uh, but And if somebody is in trouble, I'll go back there and help them if uh, need be. So it, it, can it get chaotic? I mean, no, do you, is there screaming? Anymore. Like, who's, no, the, who's the screaming chef? Is it Gordon Ramsay? That's yeah. just TV. Nobody screams. They should <coughs> scream. That, that's old school. Uh, new school, no. It's a good show. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I would assume so, but it's TV. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, nobody's screaming. You might just call out orders. Uh, it's like organized chaos, basically. You come in, it looks crazy, but our guys are all laughing. We're having a good time. We're communicating. We know our jobs, but... If you scream at somebody, you're probably going to either, they're going to walk out or you're going to get sued. I so, like that attitude, yeah. really. Is. Yeah, you treat people the way you want to be treated, I think. I'm going to mention something. Howard probably knows this. I think we talked about this, but uh, Tony, I was a busboy. Is that a boy? In, yeah. I was like my first or second year in college. Busboy in this real fancy restaurant. Love it. On top of the Holiday Inn. This was in Philadelphia. You can see the skyline uh, from the rooftop, but here's the kicker. And I bet, I'm willing to bet you've never worked under this circumstance. I could be wrong. I don't know. Are you ready for it? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. It was a revolving restaurant. The Pinnacle, yeah. You know, they had one here in Chicago, too. I didn't work in one, but I've been to it. We had one on Michigan Avenue by, I think it was like Division. Uh There was a restaurant that had a... A revolving restaurant here. Do you remember Howard? Or? No, no. Um, it's a crazy way to work. If you're if you're out constantly with the diners, it moves slow, right? Yes, yeah, it does. Do you don't get it. sick from it. We always wanted to spin it around real the fast. Tilt <laughs> You want to go faster? You know, those, I wonder how if you started drinking and then working. And did you always feel <laughs> no, like you're no, moving? No, I'll tell you what would happen. You, you'd be at table two, and and. and uh, man would say, could we get some more water, please? And he goes, certainly, thank you, sir. And then you walk into the kitchen, and if you're delayed any time, you now have table 22. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Table two is now way over on the other side. That's crazy, yeah. So there's kitchen in the center of the... <laughs> no, yeah. no, the kitchen was in the back where you would expect it, but it had like a great big platform, and diners were on the platform. Oh, crazy. And like yeah. you said, it would go really slow. Yeah, I think it was called slowly. the Pinnacle here. It was in a hotel. Now, um, now that wouldn't make any difference for you. Would, would that slow uh, meals going out? Is that no, a challenge? No, not at all. No, I wouldn't think so. No. I mean, the, the challenge is organization. And if you're organized, you can definitely, you know, take care of anything. I would think so. I mean, this whole thing about being a chef is much more than just the cooking. Oh, yeah. That's the fun part of the job. (laughs) Now, are are your days real long? They used to be. I have an awesome team at uh, all three locations. And they, you know, sometimes I'm going back in the line. They're like, chef, we're good. We're good. We got it. You know, they, you know, there's pride. They're taking pride. And they want to show you how good they are. But I have guys have been with me for 20 years, believe it or not. If you look at Howard right now, what I'm f- looking at him. What 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 food does he remind you of? <laughs> <laughs> what, a, yes. what a question! This um, is a great question. I don't know. I would say maybe tiramisu. Really, yeah. he's a sweet guy. Sweet, yeah. sweet, oh. nice. Good do you, guy. What do you Everybody think of that? Him. You like that, Alyssa? I was going to say a potato. <laughs> potato, <laughs> Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> uh, that's what I was thinking too. I don't like his questions, Alyssa. You ask one. Oh, I thought it was a great question. I, I'm not crazy about it. It's going to be edited out, so don't worry about it. I have a you're not the executive producer. You can't make that no, call. No, I'm not. No, I'm, you're right. King I just wanted to throw that, throw that out there. Tony, do you travel uh, a lot? To t- how do you get new ideas for your restaurant? I used to travel a lot, yes. Um, I don't as much now because I have children. I'd like to travel more. Um, just that, you know, you got to be home to feed them. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I would like to, before my before uh, my first child, my wife and I and or myself, I would go on business trips to Italy a lot, eat a lot of restaurants. And since our one child was born, I kind of would feel guilty to be away for that long. Um, and, I, and I've been doing this since I was 15, 14, actually working in restaurants. I'm 48 now. So it's not that... I, I try and do new things and get new ideas, but you know what it is? It's all about the season. So when I change my menus per season, once the season arrives, we start using new items or when it's close on the cusp, 
Um, so that's kind of how I get new ideas, if that makes sense. No, oh, perfect. Yeah. Sense. yeah. But, but when you went to Italy, I mean, are there new things over there that you oh, learn all absolutely. the time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last time I went to Sicily, I remember going to a restaurant and I had squid ink bread and I was on the coast and it was, the restaurant was, uh, the name of it was a fish hook, Ago or something like that. And I was just like, holy, I've never even thought of this. My mouth was like watering and salivating and I had a ravioli with uh, cuttlefish and they didn't use pasta, they just shaved the cuttlefish. Uh, it's almost like a calamari and used that as the pasta and inside they put sweet pea puree because it was springtime. I was just like totally blown away. Now if you were going to prepare that here, would you would you say I'll just do my version of that, or would you attempt to get the recipe from the chef there? Oh, I would just yeah. I mean, after thirty something years, I could probably figure it out. Unless it's uh, the molecular cuisine, I don't know how to do any of that. I've never really tried either. Um, but you can kind of use your experience to do that. Do you have a big file of recipes? That are um, yeah, they're in my brain. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. No, seriously. Wow. No. I don't. I, I have books that I wrote. I used to write my recipes down all the time. And I write ideas down. I have notes all over the place. But I don't have, like, an actual book. And I, and I probably should do that. So maybe I'll do that this, uh, this year. Uh, what do you do, like, when you're off, getting off work? It's late at night. Do you ever go to, like, drive through restaurants, fast food restaurants? Sure like I the do. Rest of sure us? I do. Oh, oh, you're not talking <laughs> to me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in the do, Steve's do, passenger seat on the way home. <laughs> uh, and no. Not at all? Not at all, no. You don't? I don't. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fast food guy, and there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, maybe fast casual. I would, I would probably go to... Like a taco stand in a Mexican neighborhood, uh-huh. where I'd go get some Bombay wraps or something. I, but not, I don't really go um, to fast food. I usually eat at the restaurant or when I get home. So you eat well. Do you have a go-to fast food restaurant, Alyssa? Um, I actually only when I'm pregnant. You know, I try to be like Tony and try to not eat uh, fast food. But do you but... do you crave like McDonald's Sundays when you're pregnant? I chocolate shakes. Chocolate Did your wife shakes. do Sundays? Oh, absolutely. The- yeah, I lived by a Dairy Queen, and the Dairy Queen would close at nine, and I would get cussed out on the first out if I did not make it home before nine. And it's Friday, so my next bet would I'd go to McDonald's to get a Sunday, and it wasn't the same. But she still ate it. But she'd still eat it. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> it, I, we have chocolate shakes at Meyer Tavern if you want to come by. Grand Milwaukee Halstead, yeah. We use, uh, I'm in. I promise you it's probably one of the best ones you've ever had. Uh, I, I was going to say it's probably better than McDonald's. Yeah, we use creme anglaise as a base with uh, soft-serve ice cream wow. and chocolate and cocoa. And, Look yeah. at Mr. Tiramisu getting excited. <laughs> <Yeah. over there>. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Alyssa, I think you eat, Tony, you're supposed to, um, Alyssa, you eat the right way. You eat like seven or times, seven or eight times a day, right? Small amounts. I do. Yes, I snack or eat small little meals throughout the day. No big meals. Is that the, the, the um, healthiest? Well, you run a restaurant. You want somebody to come in and eat a big meal, I guess. <laughs> no, I, I mean, uh, I, it's not about the money, though. It's about making sure that they're happy. If they have one plate of food or five plates, it doesn't matter. But um, uh, I think the way to do it is small meals throughout the day. Um, that doesn't happen often. Like, if you go to an Italian house... And like my whole idea is like you go to like you're going to Italy uh, at a restaurant in Italy. You would go there like if you went to Sunday brunch in Italy, you would come in at one o'clock and you'd probably leave by five or six because you'd eat a lot of different little things throughout a long period of time, and then you're done for the day. So uh, I wonder why everybody seems to love pasta. I, I mentioned to you before yeah. we started. I have a, fi- a four-year-old grandson. Have an eight-year-old grandson. Really cute, and they were eating pasta. He showed me pictures. Oh. <laughs> and you said everybody loves pasta. That's it. Yeah, even if you're gluten-free, there's gluten-free pasta now. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think it's one of those things that when you grow up eating, like like people in our generation, and because I'm almost fifty, but uh, even in the last fifty years, you pretty much ate pasta as a kid growing up. So it kind of reminds you of being a child, I think. Mm-hmm. There's a comfort level to it. I, um, and it's just so damn good. Can I say damn? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, right. you can I go worse than that. I you could swear oh, oh, okay. <laughs> on podcast. Hey, Tony, don't get us started. We might <laughs> yeah. get a whole, whole <laughs> lot of I'll leave the swearing to the professionals. <laughs> you, no, you open the door. Now we're going to start cussing <laughs> our heads off. <laughs> I don't know. I've known Howard for it. a while, and I don't think he swears. I don't see No, him. I don't no. swear, do I, Alyssa? Um... 
Yeah, he does. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I think it's a TV thing in us, you know, the whole back to you uh, podcast is the TV thing. We've just been trained to not let it slip on TV. So I don't know if I'm ever going to let it slip on a podcast either. It just scares me. Yeah, you know, I was always taught that you, you got a mic that you put on or you're sitting down on the mic. You got to always be mindful of that microphone yes. and, and always assume that it's on. So you get that training early. So mm-hmm. what does that mean with your phone? Because your phone is always on, and you always have your phone, and it always records you. You don't know yeah, me. Yeah, that's just like the government. Well. <laughs> you don't know me very well, do you? I, my phone is never on. You told me that earlier. It's never with you, yeah. Well, I was just I, thinking I re- in general. I, you know, Howard and I will have uh, conversations about trying to reach somebody or reach each other. I, you know, when, at the end of the night, I put my phone away Smart. from the yep. bedroom. It's down on another floor. In, 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 I just in another room? In another room. That's the best That way. is so good, Steve. That I is disconnect. so good. I can easily disconnect. Alyssa, you're one of the hardest people in the world to get a hold of. <laughs> I mean, your That's phone is kids. never near you. <laughs> is it? It's it's near me, It's, but I'm bad at getting back to people. And if you try to call me, I swear to God, I will not call you back. You have to text me. Are you related to my wife? Her name is Sarah. Yeah, she's from Michigan. She works in Michigan. Now she likes Sundays when she's pregnant. I mean, there might be something there. Alyssa and I worked together at Arlington Park uh, Racetrack, and and Alyssa, you you call me every once in a while when I'm at lunch. Um, You don't have a lot of luck getting a hold of me there, do you? Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Like, who actually puts their phone on silent? It should be on vibrate. When you're at work and at somebody work, needs to get a this? hold you, yes, and I needed to get a hold of him desperately. Like, there's things going on at a racetrack that sometimes I need to talk to him about, and he had it on silent and face like, who down. Who does that? And face down. And face down. <laughs> you know oh, why? How- Eating a cheesesteak hoagie. Yeah. I was having. <laughs> I was having Eating lunch. Eating his tiramisu. Why? But did you need me that badly? I mean, figure it out. Oh, I don't, ever need, I don't ever need you. But. You, you just empowered her to do, do a job, right? But I she needed to get an answer. Anyway. She does my name, like, and I'm her boss. That's the funniest thing that's ever happened in the history of the world because she is so smart. I mean, I'll tell you how smart she is. She's really smart at work, and she's smart enough to have her husband do all the cooking. That's right. And she doesn't clean toilets. <laughs> Or do yard work. Or do yard work. Wow. She's a smart woman. I am. Except for occasional uh, eggs over easy. <laughs> yes. Tony, um, you beat Bobby Flay. Yes, I did. Yeah. Which is a television show on the Food uh, Network. Food Network yes, yes. And you beat Bobby Flay. What, what was that experience like? Um, uh, and what did you make? And uh, Very cool experience. Did he get mad and all this? Um, uh, he does take it personal, from what I heard. Good, um, good. I like that. He was very cordial, very, very friendly. Was he? Very professional. Yeah. Um, I play baseball, so I'm very competitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I maybe I'm a sore loser. I'm, my wife would probably say yes. I'm a sore loser, <laughs> but I, I, I'm very competitive. There's so. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then. Yeah. I would have probably been upset if I lost. Do you remember what the particular challenge was? Um, yeah. So uh, the show is based on. It's basically like a Fight Club. But you're not fighting, you're cooking. And you go in, and this chain door closes, and you're in there, and you can't leave. Um, you only leave if you lose. So the first round, you have absolutely no idea uh, what the ingredient is. He just probably pulls something from behind you, from behind himself, and says, okay, this is, the, this is what you guys are going to cook. you got 20 minutes. Figure it out, and I'll see one of you guys. One of you guys is going to win, and that's it. And I got turkey cutlets, and I'm like, bingo, I know what I'm going to do. You know, I just wanted to do something I'm comfortable with, and it's in my wheelhouse, and I made like a schnitzel or milanese, a breaded uh, breaded, uh, turkey cutlet. And the competitor I was going against, five times James Beard nominee, uh, awesome guy from, uh, from the Midwest, Clayton Chapman was his name. He made the mistake of doing something two ways. He made like a meatball, and then he did like a turkey cutlet braised in butter. I mean, they both looked awesome. But, uh, and I had watched the show. I did my homework. I watched probably every episode available to see what people did. Okay. And every time they did uh-huh. something twice, then they're like, cut it off. Uh, you know, one of them's going to be better than the other. So I'm like, I pretty much got this, I thought. And it was pretty close. I almost lost, but I won that. 
Then the second round, um, you go up against Bobby, and you pick a an ingredient, or a dish, rather. And I chose uh, pumpkin ravioli, figuring that Bobby really doesn't cook pumpkin ravioli. And um, I don't, it was unanimous. I kicked his butt. But. <laughs> All right. Who, who judges <laughs> it, then? Who judges so, you when you're going against the him? The first round, he had his daughter and uh, Sonny Anderson, who's on the Food Network, uh, judge the first round. And the second round, it's three professionals. Um, that It's a blind taste test. So they, we make four dishes, or five, I think it's four dishes. One of them goes right away into the back to the judging station while it's still hot. So they eat it and test it. Then they get another one when they do the filming. And everything's pretty much in real time. Um and they taste it again in front of the camera, but they already know who had won at that point. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they're, Bobby's very serious about respecting the food and respecting the chefs on the show. Um, I, I got to say, you know, it was nothing but a class act, that guy. I know he got a lot of bad rap, but he is an awesome guy. He does a lot for, our, uh, for the food industry uh, as a whole. So you could, you, you've heard, though, that he's not real thrilled when he gets beat. Yeah, so one of the producers said, yeah, he kind of takes it personal. Uh, but he does le- learn from his mistakes, so uh, he's very smart, and that boy can cook, obviously. Yeah, obviously he can. <laughs> Alyssa, you know, he's also, as you know, uh, very involved in the thoroughbred ra- horse racing business. Yeah, he's, I was going to say, he's so passionate about food, and um, but he's very passionate about horse racing as well. He's, he's one of our ambassadors. I have never met oh, wow, him, cool. but, yeah, he owns racehorses. He's um, always supporting and promoting the sport so it's kind of cool to see that correlation of food and horses i'm going to take him on sometime mm. with scrambled eggs <laughs> i'm going to say he, i'm going to put money down it. i'm going to bet my house and my car and <laughs> my restaurant that bobby's probably going to win that one you know, here's, <laughs> this is this is how arrogant i am i think that i could give him a run Oh my God, Howard! I honestly, God, do what, to are, run to a restaurant to order <laughs> scram with scrambled eggs. Get out of here! No, yeah, okay. stop. Are your Don't scrambled eggs it. creamy or are they chunky? Uh, they are. Um, I would say that they are. He, he doesn't know because he doesn't do it. <laughs> really, he doesn't do it. He doesn't even know what they're really good. About. No, yeah. they're not creamy. They're, yeah, well, they're, they're, they're I guarantee you that his would be very creamy and very small curds. And so you, I wet. have no shot. No. Could you set no. it up? Uh, I don't know him personally. I can't text him, but you probably can. You probably Alyssa, you know everybody. Alyssa, do you know him from horse I racing? I mean, I could probably figure out how to get a hold of him, but I'm not going to put him through that baloney. Uh, <laughs> you guys could do it for charity at at, at the uh, <laughs> at the track, at the track. At the track. Yeah. Right. and you could have Eddie O as a uh, as a judge. Yes. Okay, I like it. The competition would be over in thirty seconds. <laughs> Wouldn't be anything to see. <laughs> you guys can watch uh, Howard Squirm. Let's. let's see. <laughs> oh let's yeah. <laughs> let's see. I do like that. Well, no. You, I just want to say that you being here with us, you being on shows like Bobby Flay. You know, all these cooking shows. I love, and I, as I mentioned, I don't do any cooking, but I like Top Chef, and there's, a, there's something on Netflix. I think it was Netflix. Nailed saw. it. Watched every one of it. Uh, the, you know, I, can't, I love those shows. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about it that attracts me to them, but uh, I've gone to schools in recent years on career day, and I've seen the change from, say, 15 years ago to now. If you've got a chef there, mm-hmm. there are kids who are, are, are gathered all around. Oh, yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, I have my five-year-old watched that show, Nailed It, every episode. Now we're watching Nailed It in Mexico. Um, and she is so inspired, not by me, by these people on TV. <laughs> says, Daddy, I don't know if you're a good cook. I said, okay, that's all right. <laughs> At least she's teasing me because she knows I press my buttons. But you're absolutely right. And, you know, another thing that... Uh, I get passion from, and you kind of said it, you're going in and inspiring kids to do things. Um, A huge thing, and I always try to give back because somebody inspired me as a kid. Mm -hmm. I remember um, I got the door open because I love cooking. My mom worked for somebody that had a restaurant, and they let me come and work there. And my philosophy about that, when you go to these career days and you're talking to kids, there's always somebody in that audience that really needed that message. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. I mentor kids. I bring kids in from different schools. And um, I actually took a team of kids from Simeon High School, and we went to the state competition. We won everything with Pro Start to own a restaurant association program. 
Then we went down to National, and uh, we didn't place, but we had an awesome time. And no, uh, no inner city school has ever won that competition in in the history. I even got uh, from the mayor, like congrats from the mayor. That hey, thanks for taking that in. Really cool. Yeah. Alyssa, we are going to let Tony go, but I'm going to make this promise. I'm going to take Tony Lasano, our executive producer, and Chris, and Steve, and you, and we're all going to go over to Pico Sonio some night. I would be honored to have you. Oh, and you can I'd cook eggs that. for all of us. Oh, <laughs> terrific. Get, I'll set it, it up. Put it on the menu. Yeah. How's that sound, Alyssa? I'm not going to eat your eggs, but I will eat anything Tony makes. Yes, it, <laughs> it is right. It is a fantastic place. The best part of that story is that Steve's going to pay. I love it. <laughs> well, why is that unusual? Steve, Steve, you can bust tables and I'll give you a discount. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Tony Priolo, thank you for being here on Back to You. It's our second show. Well, why don't you tell everybody real quickly about your restaurant and see if you have a, a closing thought. All right. Well, thank you guys for having me on your show. This is an awesome, awesome place. Um, and ladies, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Piccolo Sonio, Maillard Tavern, Nonina, all in Chicago. Check us out uh, online as well. You can look them all up at PiccoloSoniaRestaurant.com. And thank you. <laughs> Loved it. That's all I can say. Thank you very much, and we'll be there. All right. Anytime. You got my number. Call me. <laughs> I'll be waiting by the phone. Radio Misfits, promo take 24. Guys, um, we are part of Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Radio Misfits, you idiots. We are part of... I didn't really make it intended to be a tongue twister. Yeah, I know. We are part of the Radio Misfits podcast. podcast. Promo 26. (laughs) I'll be here all day. We are part of Radio Misfit Podcast Network. uh, Close enough for government. Yeah, close enough, huh? (laughs) Let me say it. Radio Misfits. Douchebags who can't speak. Hear it on the World Wide Web. That was fun with Chef Tony Priolo. Alyssa, what did you learn from uh, Tony, and did he inspire you to maybe start cooking? Uh, I don't know if I will really start cooking much, but I really like what he said about families bonding around it. So with uh, another boy on the way, I think it might be fun to like really do like the maybe helping a little bit in cooking and then spending time with your family. I, I loved what he said about that. Yeah, I think it does bond people. Uh, and what's interesting in you working, me working, Steve working all these years. Uh, Steve, between shows, I mean, we didn't get to eat meals like Tony prepares. We would run over to the grocery store and bring something back, and uh, that's the way we've all eaten most of our meals. So it's a treat to go out. Uh, yeah. You remember the grocery store? Well, sure. Across people, the street? People would always think that you had enough time to live that glamorous TV life because you'd interview chefs like Chef Tony. But we're, we're running, trying to get back in a half hour's time. We go to the supermarket nearby. We go to Treasure Island, yeah. and we pick up <laughs> a, a sandwich and then hurriedly get back to the station. I know what you're leading to. I know what. You know, hey, Alyssa. There's Alyssa. a story here, Alyssa. Uh, Alyssa. Oh, what is it? One one night, we're headed from the station over to Treasure Island, like we did many nights, and we're it's about like a block and a half walk, and we get there, and this woman is holding a horse <laughs> attached to the carriage. You know, for a carriage ride. Okay. Okay. I sort of backed into what this what she was doing, didn't I? She was holding. It sounds better when you say that. And the woman was holding a horse. <laughs> she was holding a horse, the reins of the horse, and and looking, <laughs> looking, anxious. And so as we approach her, she says, and she's looking at Howard, and she says, "Oh, excuse me, can you hold my horse real f- for a minute? I have to go in and, and, and run an errand. I'll be right back." Now, when she said that and looked at Howard. I, first of all, I'm thinking, I'm off the hook. And then the second thing, I have, of course, Howard has to hold the horse. And I start begging Howard to hold the horse, too. Come on, Howard, hold the lady's horse. And she's like, really? It'll only take a couple of minutes. I'll be right back. And how? what do you think happened? What do you think happened, Alyssa? What, what do you think the next thing was when that woman said that? Do you think Howard did it? Uh, I, I'm going to say he did not do it. Of course, he did not do it. He wouldn't do it. We had to beg him to do it. And you want to know a good reason why, Alyssa? And Steve put this in my head later on. 
I had to go back in and do the sports on the news. What if the lady never came back? <laughs> what would I do? And I was hoping the lady wouldn't come back. So I'd be riding down the Kennedy. I'd have to have somebody in the station come out and hold the horse, and I'd be riding down the Kennedy going home at 1035 in a horse and buggy. Oh, my so, God. Anyway, that's the kind of stuff that happens. But uh, we originally were talking about food there, but uh, I think that's the way most of, of us have eaten. But we're going to go to Pico Losonio, okay? That's yes, a deal. Yes, I can't wait. All right, that's going to do it. That's our second show, our podcast. Back to you, Howard Sudbury, Steve Baskerville, Alyssa Ali. Alyssa, how would you rate this one? Uh, um, give it a grade. Uh, I think we're getting better. So, wow. Like a, I know. You know, I gave, I think, We'll go, we'll go like a B minus. I love you know what I love, Alyssa. I still love how Howard the facilitator is really now. He's asking us how we feel, and he's asking us questions, and he's he's so wonderful and sitting in that king's chair. <laughs> And Alyssa, Steve will not listen to this one either. I can guarantee No, he won't. I, I promise right. I will soon. I really will. We're actually wrapping this thing up. But one more thing. What is no. it? Oh, no, God. I'm, I'm done. You done, Alyssa? I'm so done. I'm hungry after all that chef talk. I'm hungry, yeah, too. Yeah, so am I. All right, guys. As always, had a lot of fun with you, and we'll do it again next week, Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm going to show up. Special thanks to Chief Engineer Chris Swake. The executive producer is Steve. Tony Lozano. And we thank... I didn't o know there'd be a test. Opie Productions. <laughs> and Back to You is distributed by Ed Silha of which network, Alyssa? Misfits Radio. Radio Misfits. Oops, Podcast sorry. Network. That's okay. <laughs> We're not going to edit it out. People will find it. So I uh, had a lot of fun, guys, and we will talk to you again next time. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye. See ya. See ya. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Bye.